You are listening to a Live City Church podcast, and we hope you'll experience Jesus today. We are excited to have you join our extended online church family. If you would like further information or wish to access more content, please connect with us on our Live City Church Facebook page or visit us at livecitychurch.com. Okay, thank you. Um, I've got a little video to show you. There's, uh, there's just a bit of what we've been doing in just this last year. Um, already we've just come back from India, and uh, on Thursday I'll be in Bulgaria and then Poland. Uh, Mongolia has just opened up to us. Um, uh, Ukraine has opened up. Um, so many places are opening up in the world for us to go and preach the gospel. I want to tell you that the blind are seeing. I want to tell you the deaf are hearing. Uh, the dumb it is amazing. The crippled are walking. Uh, even the dead are being raised. There are moves of God around the world right now that is so aw- awesome. God is coming. And I want to speak to you right now because uh, in uh, May I'll be in um, Kenya and um, doing a great big conference there plus um, a, um, a crusade at night. And then from there we'll be going to um, London to do a, a, a sort of a you know, um, conference, and then back home again, then we're back out again, and also preaching in Australia as well. Um, we're not stopping, because we're not supposed to stop. You know, we've got to show people what Jesus looks like. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. And um, it doesn't matter if it's one person or a lot of people. You know, so what you've seen up there is um, some of those villages, um, you know, we walk past no no more than oh really that curtain away from where ISIS of storing guns but most of those maybe about 40 percent of people are Muslims uh, and uh, when the miracles are happening people are getting saved and towns are turning to Jesus we're starting a first school with uh, Pastor Bojidar in, Bul- in Bulgaria for the gypsies gypsy children have never ever ever had a school they don't know what a pen looks like. They're used for prostitution. They're stolen. And uh, we, we decided uh, to, um, t- to work up in that area. And uh, we've got lots of churches now. And um, we're having a conference there next week on Thursday f- onwards. And um, we, we, we've got a, a feeding program. And uh, we want to um, you know, do what we can to help children. You know, when you have children that come up to you and their mums and dads are not there, they're just on the street. You know, you can't walk away. You know, they're getting stolen. Just, um, it's so easy to steal children. It's so easy. And uh, it's a very sad thing to see. So there's some great stories uh, in amongst the bad ones. And uh, we're going to, well, preach in this morning anyway and share with you. So that's what we're doing now. And... um, uh, Gary is a great friend of ours, and Gary helps us uh, uh, financially. And uh, it's really, um, you know, you can't do it alone. And uh, you, you know, you need people that uh, will uh, will help. Um, and Pat does incredible amount of work behind the scenes. She can't always come uh, with me, but um, you know, together we we really see great things happen. So it's good. So Pastor Paul. And uh, Tanya, thank you so much, both of you, for allowing us to come here and speak to you. It's a real honor, a privilege, 
Um, Pastor Jonathan Monk sends his love to you, says he's a great guy. And I said, yeah, he is a great guy. And, uh, you know, so it's good. So uh, I want to share some things with you this morning. Sometimes when we're just, um, you know, uh, just in our normal, you know, like, um, what's the word, uh, just local church, we, we're doing our best. We, uh, we love God. There's no problem about that. We love God with all our heart. But we know sometimes it's like a burr within us. You know, it's like a something that's irritating us. We know there's more. Do you know that? We, we know there's more. We, we know something. There's, there's got to be more. And because we read it, we, we, we want it, uh, but we, we just sort of get into this, this thing. It's just our culture. And we've got to break sometimes culture uh, to actually go after the more. We've got to come out of sort of some familiarity to, to really go after something that is, that is always there. Do you realize that uh, there's nothing, nothing made, there's, there's nothing. Whether you've, if you've made a dress, girls, you've not made it unless you've imagined it first. Our imagination is important. And our imagination is such a powerful thing. So we, we put our imagination on, on seeing people healed and uh, seeing people set free. And uh, yet Otherwise, you know, we never see it. You know, faith actually sees you know, the spirit man actually sees. And we must actually activate that. Otherwise, it just becomes a, a Shundi Mundi club, you know. And uh, we just, Shundi Mundi, and we do that because we just do that. And, uh, but that is, there's more, you know. That's just the evidence of what happened at Pentecost. But there was more. And uh, we've got to actually get a hold of that more and understand that there is more. And God wants to do more. Um, you know, uh, there's a confidence that God has and a boldness that God has that he knows whatever he says will happen. When he said there was light, he didn't start off by saying, you know, there's going to be uh, happiness and pleasure and, you know, just joy and stuff. He said that there be light. Because without light, you can't do anything. Light pushes out darkness. The, the power of his words pushes darkness away. The magnitude of that power is so powerful. It's so powerful. And when you can see that light working through your voice and through uh, your, your prayers and through your expectancy, it pushes darkness. The, the darkness can't stand. It cannot stand. There's no way it can stand. And I want to encourage you to actually have a, have a, a vision again and a purpose again about your prayer life so that you can actually see that God actually wants to activate his word through you. It's no good just praying about it. You've got to just actually activate it. You know, we've not asked anywhere to go to pray, to, to, to uh, preach anywhere, but doors are opening up because we see things. And we are, we're, we're saying, we just said, yes, Lord, we'll do it. You know, and God opens those doors. So a lot of times we pray about something and we try and manipulate how it can happen. But when God does it, a door opens and nothing can shut that door. You know, we w I walk into villages with my wife, and it is dangerous sometimes, but we walk into villages and we see amazing, amazing things happen. Amazing. And, uh, you know, it's just wonderful that God will come into a dirty, dusty place and bring miracles and bring signs and wonders to people that are just looking for, you know, for bread to eat. Um, we, we work in uh, Egypt, and in Egypt... Um, it is quite dangerous. One of our girls just got stolen and taken down to South Sudan. And I've just been preaching with Pat up in Cairns. And I can't, I won't, I can't talk about it because it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's too uh, 
personal and too dangerous to talk about too much. But we met someone, even in Cairns, that had contacts uh, to the UN and uh, in South Sudan. And uh, they're going to try to help us get this girl back. Um, so, yeah, so she is alive. We know that much. And uh, they were starting a church. But you see, we're starting churches, you know, you know, in Syria, in, in Damascus, in, in all these areas. And God is moving by his power. Don't, don't ever be fooled by what you see on, the, on your TV sets and on the news. I want to tell you, God is moving. There are great waves of God around our nations of the world right now. And there are pockets of, of really uh, extreme, you know, you know we, we don't know sometimes why we're there. But when God, you know, God does it, we think to ourselves, well, we didn't do nothing really. You know, like it's, we're having fellowship at our knees because we're scared. But, but God does it. And it's amazing what God does. So it's, you know, do we want God? You know, it doesn't matter whether it's a few people or whether it's a lot of people. God wants to move. Okay, get that in your heart. He wants to move, but he wants to move through some priority changes. We've got to change some things. And if we really believe what God can do in this Bible, then we can actually change our lives a little bit so that we can actually let that light come in. And when light comes in, something awesome happens. In Hebrews <coughs> chapter 6, verse 10, it says, For God is not unrighteous uh, to forget and overlook your labor and your love, which you have shown towards his name's sake in ministering to the needs of the saints, his own concentrated people, um, as, as, you, as you still do. But this is what he goes on to say, but, but we do strongly... You know, like, it's a strong, he's like, uh, you know, he's not going, you know, like, you know, no, 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 we strongly, like, I strongly want to tell you this morning, I want to speak something to you. I come out here not to give you, uh, you know, to fill up a morning, I strongly want to say something to you, okay? And this is how strong this word is. It says, I strongly uh, and earnestly desire each of you to show the same diligence and sincerity all the way through. Come on, it's not a meeting. This is just a, a tiny part of our life. It's what we do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It, it's, we've got to position ourselves properly. And he says, it goes on to say that all the way through, realizing and enjoying the full assurance and development. You see, we are, I'm, I'm 71. I'm developing, okay? I've not made it, okay? Uh, you know, I've, I really, you know, I need people around me, um, you know, to actually help me through. You can't do it by yourself. We are a body of people. And where you're weak, someone will be strong. And you need to actually build that together. And so, so all the way through, uh, realizing and enjoying the full assurance development of your hope. That word hope is an expectation. You know, sometimes we can, we can just, it can wane a bit. And every one of us, including myself, sometimes it can wane a bit. But we need everyone, every one of us to actually pull us back in to realize that, that when we, we can enjoy this incredible hope that we have, this expectation, in order that you may not grow disinterested and become sluggish and spiritually sluggish. But imitators, behaving as you do, those who through faith 
by their leaning, okay, not this way, when the, but leaning towards God, leaning on uh, the absolute trust in Christ and the confidence of his power, his wisdom, his goodness, and by patience and practice, endurance and waiting are now inheriting the promises. So there's the, the full personality of God is, is powerful. Bible says that with the same power that that came into Christ that raised him up from the dead when he took the keys of uh, of death and hell he took them out of Hades and we, there's a key for you there's a key for your church there's a key for this city there's a key over Red Bank Plains there's a key you got to if you try the wrong key you can be there all day and it won't work you got to get the right key but there are keys for us to get a hold of and he he won that Right down in the bowels of that place at the gates of Hades. He won that there. And there's no devil. There's nothing can stop you. No darkness can stop that. When that light came in, that magnitude of power, that magnitude of authority came down. There was nothing that could hold him. And he was the first, he was the first raised from the dead. He was born again. And if you're born again, if you're not born again, I want to say you can be today. It's no problem. It's, it's not that hard because Jesus has conquered death for us that we may live in his resurrection. Too many people are living at looking at the cross and it's good to look at the cross. It's good to understand and to, to, to honour the incredible awesomeness of what Christ done. He took our sins at the cross. But not only that, he didn't just take our sins so we can say, Jesus, forgive me, forgive me all the time. He separates us from our sins that we may live in his resurrection power. That means that same power that raised Christ from the dead, we can live in that power. That is a power. That is an authority. And he's given you all authority now. So we're living in this side of the cross as much as we honour and we look at this side of the cross knowing that Jesus is our king and an incredible we're preaching this side of the cross to bring people through to this side of the cross so that we can live in his glory so that we can live in his power and in that power the bible says that uh, he has uh, he's given us that same life and in that life there's wisdom there's understanding and there is knowledge because that's the personality of the Holy Spirit. In uh, Isaiah 11 verse 1, you'll see the personality of the Holy Spirit. You'll see his, his attributes, his, his knowledge, his wisdom, his, his godliness. Don't ever leave your godliness at home. He's godly. You know, that's in us. And that's why Paul says, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? See, we're a peculiar people. He said, I'm going to go away and I will send you the comforter. The comforter is on this side. The Holy Ghost is here. Not coming up and just going, oh, I can't make it. No, we can. We've got to lean on and, and, and literally um, give all our confidence, our trust in absolute faith that he will accomplish. When we're out on the dust, we're on, sometimes we're on roofs. You'll see one of the shots up there, we're standing on a roof. A lot of those people are, are, are Muslims out there. Just, you know, that's where ISIS is and all that sort of stuff is just all in there because those people have not got birth certificates and those guys just can use them which way. Children, when they're stolen, they've got no birth certificate. They don't know where they're even alive. 
It's a terrible world we live in. But on top of that roof, when we're preaching Christ, we're telling people that not only He will forgive your sins, but He is the healer. And if you come, it's regardless of your condition. Oh, that's too big. It's not too big. The the light drives out. The light just squashes out stuff and brings miracle power to people's lives. You see, I I don't know what about you, but maybe we look like a ship. But, you know, the ship on the sea is very safe. But if it's got water in it, guess what? It sinks. You've got to make sure you're not sinking. You know, we've got to be on top of things. And yes, we do live in a world right now where it seems that darkness seems to be the one that has the power. But that's not true. It's not true. It may seem that way. Circumstances may look that way. But I want to tell you, there's a resurrection. There's a power that you can stand in. There's a power that you come out of. Don't come out of arguing. Don't come out of, uh, you know, um, just, uh, you know, what I said, what, you know, whatever. It's, it's what God says. God says he, this person can be healed. On one of those streets you saw up there, I think there were seven people got, got their hearing back. Just pop, 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 pop. And you know what? That just awakened. We start with that. That just awakens people. That, you know, and then more come. And uh, all sorts come, you know. It's amazing. So, so it's a time to rise. It's time for a militant church to be seen. Militants in love. You know, you go to these places and sometimes you think, what am I doing? Because you can get sick quite easy yourself in these places. But it's a time to rise. You know, the conditions of the life of the church is always in the spirit. And when you catch this, you you catch the passion. The passion is here. There is a passion that Jesus had. It's amazing. You know, he he went through a storm to get to a demoniac guy. He just, one man, just to get there. I had a phone call one day, just because we had a uh, crusade uh, in a country, and they rang up and said, look, my daughter lives in, uh, in Brisbane, in Wynnum, but she's dying of uh, cancer. She's got cervix cancer. And she said, would you go and pray for her? And I said, yeah, I will, but I'm not just going to knock on the door. I said, you know, don't set me up. Just Does she want me to come? Anyway, yes, they did want me to come. So Monday morning was, you know, out of my jocks, into my, into my pants and away I'm off, you know, going through all the traffic, you know. It takes me a long time to get there. But I got there and the whole family's there. And um, anyway, introduced myself. Um, and the reason why they asked me, because the grandmother got healed. I, I think she was blind. I think she, in this, she, but anyway, she got healed, you know. And it may not be right because sometimes I get my stories mixed up. She might have had cancer. She might have, you know, I don't know. But anyway, she was, she, and she got healed. Doesn't matter, you know. She might have had a sore thumb. I don't know. But anyway, she got healed. But I think it was something pretty good, you know. But anyway, she, I don't think she would have rung me up if she just had a sore thumb. But anyway, she, so anyway, I got there. And uh, sure enough, the lady had cancer. And uh, we prayed for her and, um, you know, led the, the family to the Lord. That Sunday, they came to church and got baptized in water. And then I didn't see them because I went overseas. But when I come back, she was waiting for me. All her tests were just free. So God healed her. That's good. And she's, she's, real, she's a real friend of mine now, you know. So it's really exciting to see that, you know. And um, it's good.
So you have to have that passion. I want to say God has a burden for every single person. He has a burden for them. He, you know, and, and you know, our job is, is to connect with the lost. Church, I don't care you know, how big you know, churches are or how small churches are. All we've got to do is connect. We're not far off of just doubling this church. All you've got to do is just bring one person a year. Come on, it's not that hard. But it's whether you've got the passion. Because if you're not connected, you're disconnected. You see, listen, God's heart. I heard this from a 92-year-old woman or 94-year-old woman last night. She blew me away. I, didn't, I took a pill so I could have a sleep because I would have been up all night praying. <laughs> Come on, we've got to unlock this thing. We've got to become people that had like passion, like ministry. And, and otherwise you're disconnected. You're completely disconnected. Uh, Pat had a f- had a just a just on the way here. She had a. Um, I'm going to Poland, and um, so anyway, um, there was some a guy and his his husband and wife a few years ago rang the church to pray uh, because their son, their elder son, was missing in Poland, and they were just just flicking out emails anywhere, say please pray, pray, pray. So we got this, but my wife kept in contact with these people. And um, they, they did find the, the, the young man, but he had a car accident. He was dead. And they, they, they couldn't find him. For, I don't know where he was, up in the mountains or wherever he was. But anyway, when they did get there, he was dead. So we, 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 we heard this story and we, we uh, Pat, you know, um, just kept on, you know, sending a nice little email here and there. And then we lost contact. But because I was going to Poland, Pat said, Oh, she looked up in the old emails and she's rang them. And so I'm speaking somewhere. They're, they're traveling five hours to come to see me. Never seen them in my life before. But we, we, we've just paid for their hotel to come to that. To that you know, they said, no, we'll come. We just want to do that. Why do we want to do that? Because you see, Jesus would do that. You see, that's what Jesus would. I don't know the people, but that's what Jesus would do. Some some years ago, we were we we met um, uh, Scott Rush, his father. Scott Rush was the guy was the on the Nali and the Bali Nine. He was in Bali. He was in going to be uh, executed, and um, we decided to get in contact with the, the embassy and go to the prison for the week. And so we just went. We didn't know him. We just went across there to minister to him. Just one person. And it was worth it. Not only that, the the cab driver who um, who took us every day to the to drop us off, and then we went into the prison for the day. Uh, what amazing thing is, he was a Muslim, and by the third day, we led him to Jesus. And he said, "Could you?" He said, "Could you come back?" He said, "Do you think you could come back?" He said to my house. He said, "It's nothing." He said, "It's just a." You know, he said, I've been working since I was six years of age. He said, I work 16 hours a day for pittance. He works for pittance, you know. And he says, could you come back to our house? Well, yeah, I said, yeah, sure, we'll come back. He said, look, he said, we've got nothing. He said, but could you come? I said, absolutely. So we prayed for his wife and his children. And then the neighbors came in. And, you know, like we had a, we had a great time. Anyway, but Pat said, you know, Al, there's no, there's no toys here. There's nothing, you know. And then she said, she hasn't even got a washing machine. 
So Pat went out and brought a washing machine. She went and brought, went and brought some toys. And we gave it to them, right? And then we thought, you know what? Why don't we buy him a business? So we bought him his own cab. Now, we haven't seen him for probably 20 years. But he's got his own house now. And he's got his own, you know, like whatever. You know, but you see, you say, is that mad? That's not mad. That's not mad at all. And we could go on story after story after story because you see me standing in front of thousands of people and, uh, you know, the miracles of the blind and the cripple and, and all those things happen. But, it, you know, Jesus went after the one. I tell you, I want to be the one because I want Jesus to find me every day. I want Jesus to find me. I, I'm going to live in this side because if you live in this side, you'll have passion. You know what passion does? It opens your eyes. It opens your eyes to people. We were in um, Cairns um, last week. And we had a phone call from a little girl that we haven't seen for years and years and years. And she said, uh, she said, I met your daughter. She said, and uh, since then I've just been thinking about you, you know, because you led me to Jesus when I was three years of age. You know, wow, yeah, it was awesome. I bumped into this beautiful lady over here, but I married you out, how many, 25 years ago or something? 28 years ago. Oh, don't say that. You know, <laughs> she'll be up here with a little stick light, you know what I mean? <laughs> 28 years ago, yeah, that's awesome. You know, so amazing. So, but, but you see, in this side, you're, you're lifting up righteousness. You're living in the righteousness of God. You're living in that place where God can use you anytime, any minute. And it's not about whether you've got a Bible under your arm. Is it, you know, who are you, you know? I am, see, my prayer life comes from heaven to here. I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm not trying to get things down. It, it ha, it, you know, I'm living in that place where, where that's where Jesus lives. So he's, he's talking to me. He's waking me. How does he talk to me? Sometimes we think, oh, you know, you're going, oh, God, you know, yeah, yeah, oh, you know, God. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it's just like a feeling, like that sense of, uh, you know, that I've got to do this. I can't, and you go to bed and you can't think not to do it. We had a prayer meeting, Pastor Paul, um, some, oh, I don't know how many years ago now, not that long ago, but I went to bed. We were praying for this guy that got, you know, was dying in, in uh, King's Cross at St. James Hospital. And uh, anyway, he, I don't know, he was off the rails and messed up, but he was dying. And we, we asked, was asked to pray for him in a prayer meeting. So we prayed just like we normally do. We all pray. But when I went to bed, I couldn't think of anything else but this man. This, so I said, I can't get this bloke off my brain. She jumps out of bed. She's got me going down to Sydney at 5.30 in the morning on a plane just to pray for a bloke that I don't know. So I jumped on the, on the plane. Off I go, you know. Got the got the names the guy's name the hospital that's all I had, off I went. Sat next to two people in the middle of two people. They were going to um, um, to the um, the Canberra uh, to see the prime minister and to some one was from the sheep farming dairy, you know the dairy and all this and stuff you know. And I noticed they were reading some sort of spiritual book you know like you know a bit of a guru thing you know, and uh, so I get out my Bible you know so you know I look at it like this you know and. But, but the next thing, they, you know, I'm praying for them. You know? So I get off the plane. I get into a cab. And there was a guy, uh, f a foreigner. I couldn't understand him. But anyway, he, he says to me, 
you know, anyway, I started talking to him. Anyway, he started yelling at me. So I thought, well, you know, sorry, well, I'm going that way anyway. So got to the hospital, got up, told the story to the, see, just be transparent. You don't have to try to hide who you are. So I was just transparent, told the, you know, the, um, uh, the hospital what I'm doing and what he said. They, they went, wow, wow, wow. And I'm just standing there, you know. I said, well, can I see him? Absolutely, we'll make room for you. So off I go. <laughs> you know, like just so get into the intensive care ward and sure enough, they said, look, he's not going to last. You know, he's, he's really in a mess, you know. Anyway, ended up, I prayed for him. And at 8 o'clock the next day, he went home. He was healed. See, he's healed. See, that's a good story. These are all good stories, right? I prayed for a few people and tried to raise them from the dead, and they wouldn't. My first time of raising someone from the dead was at a funeral. And I got there really early, and I thought, I'm going to do this. You know, this is going to be, this is, see, I, I'm thinking, I'm going to have a crack at this. So, you know, so, so uh, I got to the funeral really early. And uh, the coffin was off, you know, because they had a bit of a show. And I thought, I'll get there really early so no one's there. Anyway, the body's in the cast. I thought, you're going to get up in a minute. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I thought, you're only looking like you're asleep anyway. So just put a bit of air in you, a bit of puff, you know, and away you go, you know. <laughs> so I said, in Jesus' name. Anyway, I got hold of this person's arm. I won't say who it is, person's arm. And I thought, if I could just get her up, you know, and just get a bit of movement going, it'll work. You know, but she was a bit stiff. But anyway, so <laughs> that's my... So anyway, I prayed. First of all, I prayed in Jesus' name. I <laughs> and I said, in Jesus' name, life come, you know. And in walked, in, in walked the, the boss, you know, the thing. And he said, what are you doing? I said, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing, you know. And I walked out. So that was my first attempt. But anyway, I buried her, so that was all right. So, 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 so you, you know, that might sound funny to you, but you see, I haven't stopped having a go. I was up in the, I was up in the mountains of uh, top of uh, India, and a little lady come to me, and she said, you know, through an interpreter, this is uh, the, what's those mountains about? Himalayas, <coughs> up there in the Himalayas. And a little boy was dying, and she said, would you pray for this little boy? So I couldn't go up to this, this uh, village because it was just, I just couldn't do it. But I got a handkerchief in Acts 11, uh, 19, verse 11 and 12. It says that Apostle Paul laid hands upon a handkerchief, just a stinking little handkerchief. So I got a handkerchief and I laid hands upon it. And I said, in the name of Jesus, let life come to this little lad. And I told this little lady, I said, you lay this on him and pray. And I said, and believe God. She went back. 10 o'clock the next morning, we had word from the village that the little boy was just raised from the dead. So God is good. So God is good. God is awesome. So you got to start somewhere. You know, it wasn't a very good start. I've had bad starts all the time. But, it's, you know, but, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes. But you see, uh, the Holy Spirit is so important to us. It's found here. The passion is found here. The walk of the, the Christian uh, world is, is here. 
It, this is where it is. We're telling people what Jesus has done so that they can come into this place of an incredible uh, victory and, and glory. You know, the Holy Spirit, if it was withdrawn from the majority of churches around our Western world, uh, we could just go on and on and on and nothing would happen. But in the early church, the New Testament church, 95% of what they did was in direct, uh, uh, um, the, was from the direction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. The Holy Spirit guides us. And we need to understand that 95% of what uh, the Holy Spirit was saying to the early church, they did. It's amazing what they did. It's incredible what they did. And it made the difference. William Booth, the great revivalist of the Salvation Army that started the Salvation Army, before he died, he had a prophecy. And he prophesied into our generation where we are right now, believe it or not. And this is what he said. There are chief dangers that are confronting young people, especially in the world of the new centuries. And this is what he said. He said there'll be religion without the Holy Spirit. He said there'll be forgiveness without repentance. Let me tell you what repentance does just quickly. Repentance is not like, oh, you know, I've sinned again. Repentance actually repel, pushes you and draws you into your future with God. Otherwise, we become stagnant. And so therefore, uh, repentance is an amazing thing. He said the third thing was conversion without the new birth. Christianity without Christ. Politics without God and heaven without hell. But he said there will come a place in their world, in their world, where there will be a mighty revival, a, a moving again and sweeping of God's power back. And I want to encourage you that we're in this place where seemingly nothing really is happening. And people go from here to there to everywhere. But God is wanting to pull people back into a place called unity. And around the world right now, I've found this, that where there is a unified people, where people, it doesn't mean say, you know, whether we like chocolate or, you know, marshmallows. It's whether we're not, we're unified to say, we will do this and we will pray together and we will stay together. And we will give together. And we will push through together. I want to tell you the power of God will be there. I want to tell you the power of God will come. Because you see, God can't help come to unity. You see, it's not about, uh, your pastor mentioned, we're two, uh, even two people. It, 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 two people. There was two daughters, two sisters, sorry. Uh, 82 years of age, twins. One was blind. And they prayed in the Hebrides, in the top end of Scotland, in 1949. Uh, uh, one year after I was born, 1949, just up at Scotland. And they prayed that God would visit the islands of the Hebrides. And they, they just kept on going and knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking. There was a persistence that came out of their heart. They knocked, they knocked, they knocked, they knocked. They wouldn't give up. And what happened was there was a move of God. Uh, Campbell Duncan was asked to come to that na that, those islands. He wouldn't come, but somehow God said, you've got, to, you've got to make room and come. So he did come. And there was a mighty move of God. You can read about it. You can, you can actually go into YouTube and look at it. And what happened was, it was such a powerful thing, the musicians didn't even have to play because the angels came from heaven. And they sang with them. And the power and the glory of God came. And, and they, they said that when the, when the first wave of God came through the islands, all the lights came on about 2 o'clock in the morning. And you could hear people wailing. 
and people crying for the mercies of God. For they're crying out for help. They said, God, save me, save me, save me, without a preacher. And God came through all those islands at one sweep. And it said that the commercial ships that were sailing three miles out to sea, out into the northern uh, seas, that they will fall prostrate on the ground as they pass through the Hebrides because of the glory and the power of God. And that, 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 that old lady was Donald Trump's grandmother. Yeah. And his mother was in the revival. Let me tell you, God, he wants to answer you. God wants to answer you. John 17 verse 21 says, My prayer for all of you, for all of you, everyone, that you would have the same heart and the same mind, just as you see in the Father and me, that we are one, so that the world will believe that I was sent. You See, Jesus has got to be seen. And all over the world right now, the only reason we're going to these places is because Jesus is being seen. And there is a, a fruit of repentance. There's a fruit of miracles. And God's power is coming back to many people. In the poorest of the poorest. I'm just now in India. The poorest of the poorest of the poorest. We had conflicts with, uh, with, with, um, uh, you know, with, with religious people. But I'm going to tell you, God came. And we had miracles. We had an awesome. One man was totally, totally, totally deaf, was totally healed. And then many other people got healed. There was a, a lady with a goiter bigger than her head. I remember in 2012, I prayed for her. Never seen her. She came back to the meeting just only two weeks ago to say when she walked out of the church, at, by the time she got home, the thing shrunk to nothing and her neck has been... I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. I didn't know. I could tell you miracles upon miracles upon miracles. But Jesus is here. Jesus. Jesus. Just as the Father raised up Jesus from the dead, He gives us life. Come on, that we may look like Him, that we may act like Him. Come on, this is our time. Our nation deserves a people called Christians to look like Jesus. Are you willing? Are you willing? Just are you willing? Don't look at the problems. Come on, don't look at the circumstances that you're in. I've got no money. Let me tell you, I've been around the world with $20 in my pocket and come back with change. Just fast a bit. That's all you've got to do. You'll make it. You really will make it. It'll probably be good for you. And this nation deserves a chance right now. You know, we just had the Mardi Gras last week ago. And a half a million people turned out to see the Mardi Gras. And it's pretty sad. Do you know... On that same Saturday was the National Day of Prayer for Australia. Just imagine if we lined the streets of Brisbane, every single church, every single, put our, put our agendas off and come. Just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of us come together. The bigger church, the smaller church, the ones, the twos, no matter who. No, I'm sorry, I can't do that today because I am going to stand in the Queen Street Mall. And as far as the eye can see, uh, you know, it, it's going to be full of Christians and we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Can you imagine? I want to tell you, Channel 9 will be there. Channel 10 will be there. They'll all be there. 
And we have just sunk back and we've, got, we've gone into this little thing that says, well, this is us here, you know, this is, this is uh, you know, Life City Church. Yes, it is Life City Church. But I want to tell you, we're part of the bigger church. We are all a part of this church. And when we come into that unity, into that one place, there is a one sound. And the Bible says that, that even when David's men came into unity to honor David, as we honor God as one people, guess what happens? It says that he said there will be a, a fresh power, a fresh visitation, a fresh visitation. And I'm going to ask you as I close this, and I can feel I'm going to close here, but this closing meeting here right now is that, is that this. Do you want fresh power? Do you want a fresh oil to come over your life? Do you want, do you want this fresh oil? Because it's available to every believer. And if you're not a believer, you can have it. If you're sick here, we'll pray for you. But let me tell you, it, 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 it propels you into the place where God always sees you, always looks over you, always is with you. He's never, we're never alone, never alone. And I want to encourage you right now, as we close this meeting, if you want fresh power, if you want a fresh anointing over your life, I want to tell you, I want to pray for you. I want to believe that this church will, next week will invite as many people as you can think of and that you will make way for people that don't even know what you're doing. Don't have church. Have God. Let the, let the unsavory come and the broken come. And they, if someone's got cancer, just, just be bold enough to say, come along. I don't know whether I pray for a person any time that they're going to get healed, but I will just pray for them. And I will do all my best to stand in the place of faith. And I will say, I'm here, Jesus, and you promised me that you'll hear my prayer. This is as simple as it gets. I will not let someone pass by me that needs prayer. I will pray for them, whether it's on an airplane, whether it's in, you know, wherever it is. And if I don't, Pat will probably give me a kick and say, hey, Al, get that one. <laughs> because that's Jesus. Come on, just lift up your hands right now. Lift up your hands. If you're in this place and you need Jesus, you just ask him to come into your life. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. I tell you, it's amazing. He knows who you are. Even while we were sinners, Christ died for us. He, he's, he's, that... that you know what hurts him? It's not your sin. It's, it's your, your, your stubbornness, your hardness, your stagnation. Ask him to come. I tell you, he, he, it's like this. Shoo! He's there. That's how quick it is. And as far as the east is from the west, it remains no more. Let's not have a testimony that happened somewhere back there, but let's have fresh oil. So next Sunday, we can't preach because there's so many people that need healing and praying for and being blessed. And they will go out and say, you, you've got to go to this place. Let us be seen that, that the Holy Ghost is here. Father, I'm asking you today. I'm asking you for an outpouring of your spirit. I'm asking you for fresh oil, fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil to flow. And we will not let you go until you give it to us.
all the way through, diligent, all the way through, earnestly, that we would not become sluggish, but we would become imitators of those through faith and patience and leaning on the full personality of God will receive the promises in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining Life City Church, and we hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. If this ministry has made an impact on your life, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line and share your story at thanks at livecitychurch.com or email us your prayer needs at prayer at livecitychurch.com. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your story. If you love the ministry of Live City Church, you can make a financial gift to help us spread the good news of Jesus by going to livecitychurch.com and clicking the giving tab. We hope today's message has spoken into your life and look forward to your next visit.